dairy milk in the world in a giant milk carton called the Milky Weapon of Destruction and flood the capital with milk and frame the dairy cows for the crime and get the cows thrown in jail and then eventually take over the dairy world. Yep. That was the plot. That just Kids kept game. going. <laughs> and make everyone drink goat's milk. I just always remember because they were really bad Bond parodies for no yeah, reason. they really were. Remember because you had to like think like it's like well, my favorite too was like there was the first mission in this game is you have to get the uh, the CEO down from the thing, yeah. and he's suspended over a large um, thing of piranhas. Yeah. So what you're supposed to do is you have to freeze the tank, yeah. but you can just lower him down into the open tank. Yeah. He and just kept to... doing it because you can. <laughs> so. Just to be a jerk for no reason. Yeah. I always remember that, and then so this game was weird, and then the second one, I don't remember the second one. I don't much. remember it either. Because it was. Five box self-assembly required. Hey guys, I'm Bill, also known as the Barbecue Games on Instagram. And I'm Alex, his sister, who brings only chaos. And together we are the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, a mostly video game-centered podcast. But half the time, we just talk about anime. And that collecting thing, well, that's mostly just an implication at best. So come along and enjoy us on this adventure. As we discuss the games that shaped us. So, how you been? Well, uh, <laughs> my cat just chose to uh, scratch my chair uh, with her non-existent nails. Hey! Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, stop that. You have no nails to scratch with. She just straight up trolled us. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's bratty. But she has the right to be right now because she's not the happiest. But we woke up kind of early today because Tillard had an appointment at uh, 8.30 to get her nails did and her fur washed. So... She smells great right now, but she's not happy about it. Yeah. So we're on day three of this podcasting adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. of the new season. We went to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> the Cracker Barrel, because our other, the other restaurant we wanted to go to was closed. Sip the Drip was closed today. We don't know why. Um, tragic. Very tragic. But, you know, we went to Cracker Barrel and... Cracker Barrel is a different world. Yeah. And we felt really bad for our waitress, and we hope she has a better day. Well, everything was going wrong in there. I know, just like, it was everything, like, was, like, going, like, they just, like... The freaking peg game was missing pegs. The peg game was missing pegs. The, like, they had, like, a latte maker, but it wasn't working. The and latte I was, like, maker was fine. broken, they were out of hash browns. Yeah, it was, like, hash brown casserole, but, like, and she was, like, all worried and stuff, and I was, like, it's fine, like... Just do whatever you gotta do. I just wanted sustenance. I didn't care what it was. Yeah, I was just like, I just want food. I mean, we had biscuits with gravy, and honestly, and the apples. Apples were so good, you know, so I was okay with it. What are you doing? Wolfster! Oh, God. Just being cuckoo. Cats. And then we drove around with a cat. Yeah, we did, and she... Well, driving to the cat salon, she went... But on the way back, she was a lot more subdued. She knew she was coming home. The wonderful world of cats. Yep. You'll never understand them. 
Because they don't want you to. Nope. And when I picked her up, there was, like, um, the place that I take her to, it's, like, they do grooming, but they also, like, do, like, boarding. So, and they, it's basically, like, a hotel for cats, how it's set up. It's great. Um, I, like, put Tilly there one time when I had to do a business trip a while back. Um, and it was, oh, there was, like, a little Bengal in the room that was right next to the lobby. So I walk in, and I hear Tilly go, and I hear the Bengal go, meow, and they just, the whole time I was in there with the, with the girl paying, it was like, back and forth, back and forth. Cats. Cats. Never understand them. Nope. So what are you drinking today, Bill? It's 11 in the morning, so we have (laughs) coffee. Yes. (laughs) Just, what are you drinking, though? black <laughs> black i got a white mocha <laughs> i only drink black coffee so he's lame 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 Eh. so i've been attacked we do have a topic for today we do yeah we always do what what do you mean eh, he's attacking me violence <laughs> is not the answer kids so we, we played a lot of pc games in the 90s we did a lot of PC games in the quite 90s. Quite a lot, quite a lot. And one of the most prominent... So, children's educational PC games were very common in the 90s and early 2000s. Oh, yeah. It was a staple. Yeah. One of which was probably... If you were a 90s, 2000s kid, you probably... Everybody remembered Humongous Entertainment. Yep. With their point-and-click adventure games and weird backyard sports things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, we played the shit out of those back in the day. Yep. Um, particularly the first one, which was Putt-Putt. Yes. Putt-Putt's, Putt-Putt. Putt-Putt joins the parade. Yeah, I don't know if I had joins the parade. No, but the uh, the preschool that we went to had it. Oh, okay. Because I remember because the original games had weird art or like super like odd art style and uh, I remember the fire truck was really uncomfortable. Yes. Oh. That was tailored. The game engine these games ran off was called Scum. Scum? Yeah. Script Creation Utility for Maniac Mansion or something like that. But yeah, it's called Scum. Scum. Yeah, 92 was when the first Putt-Putt came out. Putt-Putt. God, look at the art style. Did you know the original Putt-Putt also came up for the 3DO? Oh, did that yeah. doesn't surprise me actually because three D O like, had a few humongous entertainment games the, put on it. The first Putt Putt two, the graphics were a lot more pixelated and stuff, so kind of makes sense to me that it was on the three D O. Yeah, um, I remember that one, and then that was followed up by that was followed up by their one off Fatty Bear's birthday surprise. Fatty so, Bear's birthday surprise. I guess we should get into what these games are. Yep. They're very much point-and-click adventure games with, like, animated um, drawings and sprites and fully voice-acted for the time, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And you basically just click around and have to explore and find items to get through the game's story. you got to use basic problem-solving. And one of the gimmicks between behind, like, Humongous Entertainment games is you can click on everything and usually stuff happens. Yep. Like, just, you click on a freaking, like, rock on the side of the road and it starts singing for no reason. Yeah, or, like, you click on a tree and then, like, bugs will come out and they'll start dancing. Yeah, just so interaction. Basically stuff to kill, like, children's uh, time, basically. Yeah. 
And so the second game they did was Fatty Bear's Birthday Surprise, which was the same sort of thing, only you played as like a toy bear bear rather than a car. And I remember this one being kind of generic because they did not, other than like cameos and like these mini game kind of side games, Yep. They basically just were kind of like, were like, yeah, this one's not going to go anywhere. This they, one is not our favorite. Because they immediately went back to Putt-Putt after that. Yep. And I always love Putt-Putt because it's, like it's a world of like an, anthropomorphic cars. <laughs> but there's also a dog. But Yeah, with pet dogs. Yeah. Gas is free, but like other things cost like... Other things cost money. Yeah, car washes are like three coins or whatever. Yeah, so you don't have the luxury of bathing for free, but you can... At least eat for free. Yeah, I was I was remember because it's like you have to like go around like the goofiness and stuff, and then the funniest thing was always just clicking on random shit and seeing yeah. what would happen, and just seeing the bizarre things that would happen. Like because some, especially as the games progressed, they just had to keep thinking of more and more things, so it would just get more and more and more and more random. Yeah, as time went and on. I remember because like the first real iconic one I can remember is uh, Putt Putt Save the Zoo. Yes. Which was, so they were, they had already done a few at this point because after after well it was um, goes to the parade they had goes to the moon goes to the moon which was and then a fun pack well the fun packs were just the stupid mini game compilations oh okay but um it goes to the moon was funny because he literally goes to visit this rocket like fireworks place and then gets launched to space <laughs> and then gets launched in space because yeah. most of the time blame Pep yep always blame, blame Pep. Pep always blame Pep the dog Pep is the creator of chaos. I was like just stuck on the moon. Then of course the goal of the game was to get off the moon. Yep. And then of course we get the most famous Putt Putt Saves the Zoo. Yes. Putt Putt Saves the Zoo. This one and I, I had, could like, probably theme song. Yeah. I could probably honestly pick this one up and still and play it still front play to back. It. <laughs> yeah. Cuz we used to play that one all the time. And I believe Putt Putt Saves the Zoo was the first one where they updated the graphics yeah, where it wasn't hand, as pixelated and it was more cartoony. To the more drawn. hand-drawn style. Also, if you hear bell sounds right now, my cat is currently I think they trying can assume to at eat this point. her bell. I think they can assume at this Stop point. trying to eat your bell. You good. Why are you so wet? Her fur is really wet. Well, anyways. <laughs> anyways. And I always remember because then that was followed up by, I believe it was Putt Putt Travels Through Time because of course he's got to travel through time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's gone to the zoo. He's gone to the moon. So he's got to travel through time. I remember Travels Through Time because I had a puzzle of it as a kid. Oh, you did? Yeah, just a random like puzzle that you had to build. But I don't think we had the game. (laughs) I don't think we had the game either. No, because I played the game... You know what it school. was? I think I had like a a, tri- a preview to it, like a trailer and well, another Oh, yeah, game. they always had, because that was the thing with the Humongous games. You'd get the freaking trailer sets where you could play like... And would be like, Mom, Mom, give me more putt-putt, please. And they'd say no. Yeah. <laughs> they'd say, not today, honey. Because then, yeah, because that was the last one that used putt-putt's original voice. Yep. Because then the next one was, this is the one I remember playing the most of, was Enters the Race. Yes. And I always remember because Putt-Putt's voice was different. And then this one, like, you had to, like, go around, like, the town and, like, get ready to join the to yep. race. And I remember because it's, like, the, you had to, like, logically, like, find all these things. It's, like, you need these racing tires, but they cost four coins or two coins a piece. But yep. I, because you did me a deal, 
I'm going to give you them for one one coin each, so four coins. Yep. So then you got to find four coins, which the easiest way was just collect a shitload of bottles. Yeah, because you could recycle bottles, which also leads to the question of, like, they run on gasoline, but yet they also drink bottles of something. Yeah. <laughs> What is in these bottles? Is it more gasoline? Well, yeah, they drink they drink smoothies because you remember in the oh, in the zoo yeah. one, you can go to the freaking food cart and just take as yeah, much as you want. You just take all the snacks you want. <laughs> yeah. Waste it, waste it, so wasteful. Yeah, I just remember that, and then I remember because there was like a there. Sometimes you'd just be driving. You know, my favorite was what? in Enters the Race. There would be occasionally this like because they randomized the games each time mm. you played them, so they'd be different. Yeah, and occasionally in the race one, you'd go past this gazebo that would just be on fire. Yeah, and you'd just be like. All right. And I just sometimes you just ignore it. Yeah, because you couldn't do it yet, so you just had to watch. Oh no, no! You, all you, what you do is you call nine one one on the phone. Oh. But sometimes you just drive by. Yeah. Because <laughs> that thing will burn infinitely. Yeah. Until you deal with it. Until you deal. Oh. Challenge going into the pooper. Thanks for sharing. Um, I always remember that. And you know what was funny? The, the getting to the actual race part was so unfulfilling. Yeah. Because the race itself was so boring. You just it was really lame. It's like, oh, we did all this. Yep. My favorite part in that too was you could um, because you needed the racing gas, but the problem was yep. you needed something to store it. It was the high octane gasoline. gasoline. I always remember because you could you could put the high octane in, and then Papa would drive around like a maniac for like you three did? seconds. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I always remember that one. Oh, Nancy Cartwright was his voice for this one. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> I just looked over. <laughs> Making it. Right. Ignore the cat. I can't help it. I'm worried about her. She may be. And then after that was Putt Putt Joins the Circus. Woo! I don't think I had this one, but I think I had a preview of this one as well. I played it in school. Because this was 2000, so this was right before we got into actual school. Ooh, okay. Actual school. <laughs> I can't remember. When did you st- When do you start primary school? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I was five when this came out, so. <laughs> yeah, I was four. I remember this one was stupid, though, because it's literally, you start, you, you have to, like, you're going to the circus. Yep. And, like, the whole first half of the game, Pep has the ticket in his mouth. Yep. And then you have to, like, help this train go as the first, like, little puzzle. Oh. And then after the train goes, a freaking goat just eats your ticket. And you're just like, like, no! What? <laughs> I remember, because that's how the demo ended. Mm. And then following that one, we got the infamous Puck Putt's birthday, Pep's birthday surprise. And this is, like, that was, like, the most half-assed feeling one. Yeah, that one was definitely, like... And oh. they, ch- they changed uh, Puck Putt's voice again, and it sounded really off. That whole game was pretty crap. 2003, that was the last Puck-Puck game. You know what's funny, too, is that on the Wikipedia page, it doesn't even have a synopsis of um, Puck-Puck's birthday, of Pep's birthday surprise. They no, don't you, even go into detail about it. No, you it click sucks. on it, and it just goes right to the Puck-Puck page. So Puck-Puck was probably their most iconic franchise, but they also had Freddy Fish. I loved Freddy Fish. Alex was a Freddy Fish fan. Even though that game scared the shit out of you. Yeah, it did. Well, sometimes, I don't know. I don't, I just have this, like, sub, I don't know why I fear it, but, like, underwater, I just don't like it. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, Bill would always watch these, like, ship documentaries, and they would go underwater with these robots, and I, it just gave me the creeps, and I just have never liked it. So I think whenever there was something that might have been a little scary to, like, the average viewer in Pretty Fish, 
it freaked me out ten times more because I just have a fear of un the underwater. It's creepy. The underwater is creepy. Don't judge me. You're judging and I can feel it. And I, I don't always, appreciate it. I always love the weird logic behind the Freddy Fish game, though. What? The first one was literally like, it's a world like the whole, like, the magic kelp seeds were stolen. Yeah. So everyone's going to die because we have no food. Why is their entire food supply dictated by, this, dictated by this one old lady who have, happens to have the chest? Yeah, well, if she was just a total bitch and just was like, fuck you all, I'm keeping all the magic kelp seeds to myself. See, the sharks, <laughs> I love the fact that it's like sharks, too, they're for a working for a giant squid. Yeah, but it's also like carnivores working for a car another carnivore. I believe squids are carnivorous. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I remember that one being goofy, and then, like, every one of the games, too, like, the first two games had, like, the same plot, where it's, like, the two sharks are doing something. Yeah. Because the second one was a freaking ghost. The squid. Also, the squid wasn't just the squid. It was the squid father. Oh, yeah. It was he a was, mafia it was, <laughs> it was, like, a godfather um, parody. I always remember because the second one had this, like, ghost fish going around, and then it was actually just the two sharks in the ghost suit. Also, remember the, like, Mant Ray guy? Like, he was Ray, and he had, like, his, like... oopa doopa doopa fucking gizmo Yeah, he had, like, all his weird... He was just trying to sell you shit crap. There's so many weird fucking things in these games. You just click on them, and, like, nothing would happen. See, I don't even remember Freddy Fish 3. I know. I played Freddy Fish 2, the case of the haunted schoolhouse. I remember that. I was born that year, but I remember playing it. And it was pretty fucking scum. <laughs> um, See, I didn't even realize there was five Freddy Fish games. Yeah, I didn't either. 2001, wow. I remember the schoolhouse one that was actually pretty fun. Because it took place in the school. Um, but it was pretty expansive. Like, you, there was a lot you could do. And it basically was like the stupid sharks were back. And they were like making... I think they were trying to like... Get everyone like get everyone so afraid of the school that it would make them leave and they could take by the school or something. Mm. It was something like that. Um, but then it in the end it just they were like, "Ha, we got you. We saw this." Like, and it was um the Squid Father again. The Squid Father. And I I don't really remember three or four, but I remember you used to play the hell out of five. Well, I'm trying to see three. I think I played a demo of three. Well, they all had demos at one point or another. Yeah. I think I did play a demo of three. I don't remember. Why are there cowboys in the fourth one? In the fourth one? Yeah. Oh, because it's the hogfish. It's Restry's Briny Gulch. It must have been a western themed. Maybe. I don't really remember that one. Calico. I, I remember the fifth one, though, just because that was the one that you played all the time. Yes, because it had the taffy making. I remember the battleship game. Yeah, there was a battleship game. This one was actually pretty fun. Um, the case of the creature of the cove. Because I think... I don't think this one had the squid father in it. I think, no, it was like some like... Oh, it was like the mayor. So the mayor... I think it was like a plot, like a government like <laughs> plot. Like the mayor was um, doing bad things. And they were, I think it was basically you were exposing the government for doing wrong. I think that was the main plot of it. Um... Because everyone was afraid of this, um, of the creature, which his name was Zamfir. But then he ended up being pretty nice, and he was just a misunderstood, really big fish. And everyone was mean to him. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the obvious, the guy at the beginning who's obviously the villain, <laughs> turns out to be the villain. Yep, which was the mayor. I don't think mayor. it was the mayor, I think it was someone else. No, it was, 
It was the mayor, I'm pretty certain. Because it was, remember, it was like the Martin. I don't know. Oh, wait, no, no, no. It wasn't the mayor. It was uh, this guy, Marty. Um, because, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, I all don't I know, know is his house was like this like gothic horror house made of seashells. Yep. For some reason. I just remember that one was pretty fun. And there was like a taffy game. I don't know why I remember it so much, but you could make taffy. <laughs> yeah. I just remember it being... I remember it was weird because, like, the main hub area was, like, a side-scrolling area for some reason. <laughs> what was side-scrolling? It was just where you walked... It was, like, a street with, like, stores and pathways. And you'd go mm-hmm. down and you'd have... That was your main hub of things. And then you'd branch off to other places from that street. Mm-hmm. So then we had Pajama Sam was Pajama the Sam. third. You can play that on the Wii? Yeah, a lot of these were ported to Wii at one point. <laughs> huh. I mean, they're all on Steam now, but, uh... Oh, yeah. I always remember Pajama Sam, because these were, like, goofy. And they got really fucking weird with the plot lines. Yeah. Because the first one was goofy, because it was like, there's no need to hide when it's dark outside. And the whole gimmick, the whole idea is it's actually his dream. Yeah, well, it's his imagination. imagination. Yeah. Because, like, if you actually pay attention to the worlds, you'll see, like, random, like, clothes and, like, closet-like things. Yeah. Implying that it's essentially, like, things from his house. Yeah. Well, because the whole... The whole no need to hide when it's dark outside, it all takes place in this closet. Like, yeah. that's it. Where it all takes place is just there. Well, the closet and the kitchen and the, just the house in general. Yeah. That was remember because the whole joke is he's afraid of darkness, and then he goes to fight the darkness, and the darkness is actually a nice guy, and he just wants to play games. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And then the freaking trees are all evil. Yeah, the trees are all violent. Except for the blue one who actually causes... But the blue one's also the one that trips him in the first place. Yep. Also the bo- the really awkward boat that's like, like, no, I'll sink in water. And it's yeah. like... It's like... And then no, you're like, no, no, no you No, wood won't. floats. And then it's like... But then you put a board down, like, to show them that it floats. And then, like, after it sinks Yeah, the wood bottom. floats, sinks right after he drives away. It's like, oh... My favorite is the when the boat's like, no, I had this friend who also had this other friend who was also made of wood, and, and he sank. <laughs> and, 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 and Sam just looks at him and is like, really? <laughs> like, with this most, like, you're full of shit face ever? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Mm. Then the next one, I don't think I played this one, but I remember seeing it. And I remember it was, it was goofy. It was weather-related. Yeah, the... Um, Thunder and lightning aren't so frightening. frightening. This was the point, though, where, like, the whole, like, imagination thing just kind of disappeared for no yeah. reason. <laughs> it was like, oh, no, he's just in the air now. He's hallucinating. Yeah, this one was weird. Yeah, because I think, well... <sighs> Excuse me, sorry, yawn. I'm going to make everyone yawn who listens to this. I'm sorry! You've been doing that for the entire uh, thing. Uh, True. At this point. Well, I think this one... Well, one thing that's, like, funny is, like, it's based off, like, childhood, like, maybe fears or childhood, like, things yeah. that... Well, it's based off childhood trauma, I guess you could say. No. <laughs> um, but, it's like, because the other one was you're afraid of the dark, and this one is you're afraid of thunder and lightning, and it's like, oh, it's not so scary, so it, like, teaches you about the weather and stuff, so it is educational. Um, but I think this one was, like, you had to fix... The weather machines or something? Something like that. I always remember just because the main characters were annoying. Yeah. The, like, thunder guy and the lightning. Yeah. But I remember more the third one. 
you are what you eat from your head, head to, to your feet. feet. Yeah. There's a fucking like sociopolitical move yeah. like back. I don't want to get into it, but there's like a the whole it's like sociopolitical themed in the background. Like what? Yeah. I mean, the first game had that too with the freaking carrot like movement or whatever. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are we playing right now? Because wasn't it like um. Wasn't it like they were supposed to have like a political party meeting thing? Yeah, the vegetables like and everything. The vegetables versus the sweets. Yeah. And like, because like when you first popped into the demo, I remember you were in jail with like a piece of broccoli. Yeah. Like a broccoli girl. It was like the most like, why is this a fucking kids game? Yeah. Well, because there was the dairy foods, the... It was just an an, 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 an uh, a, um, bread and grains and beans. It was basically an allegory on the the friggin' food pyramid, which itself is also a flock system. But yeah, funny. I just remember that one too because there was like all these weird like. There's a point where it's like the jelly beans and kidney beans are like having a, a civil war, and you have to like trick them into thinking that they like you. Just swap their signs around on them, and they all of a sudden think they like each other. It's yep. so stupid. Do you want to know how it ends? I forget. It says the delegates declare peace, and amid cele- and amid the celebration, Sam realizes he missed dinner, and that's that's <laughs> pretty. That's funny. That's very funny. And then there was a fourth game. I don't even remember, but it looks like it's around the same quality as the uh, the, the last Putt Putt game. Life is rough when you lose your stuff. Well, this one has its own page, so let's read the plot. Sam watches Pajama Man on TV. Suddenly he sees breaking news that Pajama Man is coming live in person. I did not play this one. Excited, he asks his mom. The comic book is suddenly pulled from a big pile of junk and Sam must get it back. Pulled into a big pile of junk. Okay, so it's basically Pajama Man is coming to town and he wants him to sign this comic book that he must really care about if it got thrown into the junk hey, pile. this one wasn't made on scum. This one was made on Yaga. Yaga. Interesting. I love game engine names. They're so freaking stupid sometimes. Yaga. So it looks uh, like this one is... Uh, oh, and then this one had Sockworks, the puzzle game that we played the shit out of because we had, oh, had it for some reason. Yes. We just had to sort socks. That's yeah. literally all the game was. But, but they uh, had, like, little conveyor belts. Yeah, it was just sorted colors and shapes. <laughs> but um, before we uh, get on to the next thing, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. So following those three, then we had the final and probably one of the more f- forgotten, I guess, well, maybe not forgotten, but shorter-lived series they did, and that was Spy Fox. Spy Fox. Which was basically just a James Bond parody. Yes. And I always remember because um, the original versions, because these got redubbed later on, mm-hmm. but the original versions, like Spy Fox, was like, he sounded like Inspector Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> but then in the later one, he had this very, like, British voice. Like, yeah. Extremely British for the, uh, the later re-releases. I'm not sure which I prefer. But, um, yeah, these were, like, the more, like, quote-unquote, for older kids games that required more, I guess, in-depth thinking. Some of the things, like, that they, the cameos that they did, because I'm just, I'm looking at the, one of the, so one of the dairy cows in this one. His name was Mr. Howard Hugh Heifer, 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 utterly the third. Hugh Hefner, Hugh 
it's like it's funny what they cameoed in these. Um, but I know the first one was called uh, Spy Fox in Dry Cereal. Dry Cereal. Um, and it was taking. The, oh, it's taking place in Greece. <laughs> That's sure. what it says. It says S E Dofilis. Dofilis. I don't know. I can't Don't read. try to pronounce things. <laughs> uh, fiction, a fictional island uh, they made for the game. But uh, I believe the villain of this game was a goat because he wanted people to drink goat milk instead of cow's milk. So they cap- so they kidnapped the, the CEO of the milk company, who was Hugh Hefner. Um, <laughs> and I think the whole, the whole thing was like he was trying to destroy... Well, he was trying to gather all the dairy milk in the world in a giant milk carton called the Milky Weapon of Destruction and flood the capital with milk and frame the dairy cows for the crime and get the cows thrown in jail and then eventually take over the dairy world. Yep. That was the plot. That just Kids kept game. going. <laughs> and make everyone drink goat's milk. I just always remember because they were really bad Bond parodies for no yeah, reason. they really were. Remember, because you had to, like, think, like, it's like... Well, my favorite, too, was, like, there was the first mission in this game is you have to get the uh, the CEO down from the thing, and yeah. he's suspended over a large um, thing of piranhas. Yeah. So what you're supposed to do is you have to freeze the tank, yeah. but you can just lower him down into the open tank. Yeah. And just, just kept just... doing it, because you can. <laughs> so mean. Just to be a jerk for no reason. Yeah. I always remember that, and then... So this game was weird, and then the second one... I don't remember the second one. Very I don't much. remember it either. Because it was. Spy Fox Some Assembly Required. required. Doesn't even have a gameplay thing, but they all. Oh, all mine these... says plot. The freedom of the world is once again in peril. By as Spy Corps, which is where their thing is. Oh, this one is a. Pl- is a plot, engineered by the society. Of meaningless, evil, larceny, lying, and yelling. Smelly. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wow, this one has a 100% on game rankings based on one review. Wow. Seems legit. <laughs> so it looks like... Oh, so it looks like there was a weapon that they had masquerading as a statue at the World's Fair. And they were going to attack there. Damn, there's a lot of weapons in this game. Well, I remember the third one, because the third one was, like, literally, like, this, like, space, like, they're, they're trying to remove the fucking atmosphere. Oh, Jesus. By a, an evil, like, poodle is, like, trying to literally remove the atmosphere with a giant aerosol can in space. Oh, yeah. Poodles galore. The queen of cosmetics. Yeah. It was, like, such a weird... Yeah, it was to make everyone have to buy fucking sunscreen. Oh, with the with a super high SPF, like, yeah, to survive on the planet. Oh my <laughs> Some god! Some stupid shit like this. Wow, they really, you know. Yeah. They really went with these titles. I mean, Spy Fox was the and Spy Fox was like the older. Quote unquote, the older person because like they're um the other ones like Pup and Freddy Fish like had like ages like three to eight or like three to six but Spy Fox has like five to ten on it so it was intended for older audiences yeah. I guess you could say well it's kind of funny because Humongous was founded in ninety two 
and then they closed down in 2006. Yeah. And most of their games that they're known for, like the the main like adventure games, yeah, were all made between 92 and 2003 at the latest. Wow. And then, if, but then they were like for like the rest of their career were mostly known for the backyard sports series. Yes. Which were like these like children's like sporting games that used like a similar like art style to the their regular games but you yep. could like make your own characters and play other things they were just simple fun but these series ended up going on for like years because i remember like <laughs> there was tons of them yeah including this some on like the ps2 and stuff oh really i know another one too another series was this one wasn't really a game it was more just you point and click and click looked at things and it was the Junior field trips. Because I remember we had Let's Explore the Airport, where it was literally... You had that. I never played that one. I had it. And it was literally, you just follow this fly, it went around, and you just, like, explored the airport. And that was it. And you could just point and click on things, and, like, some of the things were, like, really weird. Like, I think at one point, like, you were at an x-ray machine, and it would, like, electrocute someone. I'm pretty certain that happened. Like, and that... <laughs> I remember because they also did Blue's Clues games for a while. Yes. Because I remember you played the hell out of Blue's Birthday Adventure. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize I had that. No, you did. I remember that one. Because it was the same thing. It was just point and click around the house and you'd go. And it had like full motion video of Steve. Oh, really? Steve Burns. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we have a visitor. And then their most obscure game. Moonbase Commander. Moonbase Commander. A turn-based strategy game. Oh. Like, was this even a kid's game, or was this, like, a game game? This was a game. Oh. It's also one of their least well-received games. Oh. <laughs> well, because there wasn't Putt-Putt in it. That's just funny. It's, like, out of everything, that's just Moon-based Commander. Yeah. Strategy game. Hmm. Yeah, and they went on for a while. And then they just kind of got absorbed into Infogrames, Atari. Yeah. And then that was, like, the end of them. Yeah. And it's funny, because these were, like, at one point, like, this was back when PC gaming was, like... In its prime. Well, early PC gaming, before it just became regular gaming, but with, like, higher specs and, like, more more expensive. This was, like, for, like, when it was not... It was, like, for, like, the budget PCs that anyone could play. Yep. And they were literally the staple of, like, every computer lab and, like... A, like primary school oh and yeah because they were just the easiest way to get like distract kids for like half an hour yep no they were right up there with like kid picks and like microsoft paint <laughs> <laughs> well i mean like we have the most we have a whole bunch like as we were saying oh, yeah, kids. They, these and... things were like mass produced to hell yeah i mean like you used to like because one thing you used to always find them at like staples Staples would always have them in their own little section, and then Walmart had the PC section, yeah. and then... Back when you could find PC games everywhere. Yeah, no. Well, back when they weren't just, like, all on Steam, and you just downloaded yeah. them, you know? Well, and then there was also... It, it's funny, too, because, like, you used to, thinking of all the Easter eggs, and I remember, like, all the random songs that oh, we used yeah. to always skip, because we had no time for that back in the day. <laughs> yeah. It was also a great one is like Putt Putt saves the zoo freaking uh, Outback Al. He's like, it's all right. I'll go around and fix the park while you find the animals. He yeah. doesn't do shit, shit. the entire fucking no. game. He stays up front and you have to fix shit. Yeah, no. I think in uh, Putt Putt saves the zoo, there was like this area with monkeys. Oh, the rap, the freaking beatnik they monkeys. Would, like, they would like do like bang on the drums and just be like, a do 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 
and it was like spoken word and, and stuff. It was like, beat, it was like beatnik, like spoken word interpretive music. It was so. <laughs> it was so weird. Odd. Yeah. Oh, and then the jam and penguins. Yeah, the penguins would all dance and stuff, and oh, she's coming. I feel like they should make an, a, a humongous entertainment game about Tilly. Tilly causes trouble. Now, this isn't the humongous game. entertainment, but do you remember, like, uh, the Living Books games? Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were basically, like, sort of the same yeah. thing, like, but they were just based off, like, real-life stories or, like, fictional stories. Yeah. And they had they that same really just... games. No, they were well, more just... I mean, these weren't really games either. These were just True. clicking on shit. Well, it, except, like, in the humongous entertainment games, you at least had, like, a moat, like, a moat. You had to get to a goal at some point. These ones, you just went through the books. Like, yeah. that was... And then there was also our... Our t- childhood trauma game. Oh yeah, big Ooh. action garage, <laughs> which was like Fisher Price's like attempt was, at ripping yeah. off putt putt. Ooh. Oh oh oh. Because it was a um a similar, like style of just click around and stuff, play occasional mini games, and then watch things happen. Yeah. Like these games were everywhere for like the longest time. No. And then they just kind of went away. Although the adventure game is starting to make a comeback. Yeah. And I mean, we mentioned it in an earlier podcast, but they're bringing um, humongous entertainment games to the Switch. To the Switch! <laughs> so out of all things. I mean, they ported them to the Wii, that PlayStation had ports of them. Well, it's actually funny. So when you go on Humongous Entertainment's website, because um, I was doing that my That still research, exists? Yeah, it does. Because the company's closed down. <laughs> yeah, it's on their website. And it says at the top, Switch. You can buy them well, for the Switch. They must have revived them or something. Yeah. No, I mean, I think this website, it's a pretty modern website. <laughs> you can get a membership? What's a membership? <laughs> Do you want to know? I want to see. Never miss a sale. News about latest games. Exclusive club HE offers. Humongous Entertainment offers. You have to be 13 years to register? Fuck yeah, I'm joining Club Humongous. Well, the website was last updated in 2021, so <laughs> obviously... It must, just, it must just be Atari just kind of milking it at this point. Because they I haven't made any new games ever. News. Maybe they will. Maybe this is their comeback year. 2022. The year of humongous entertainment. Let's get Pup Pup 7. Let's get Freddy Fish 8. Let's get... I don't know the numbers. Let's get Spy Fox 52. So. Let's watch it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be something. That would be something. I'm trying to remember. I, I'm trying to think of how these games would do nowadays. I think they'd do great. Well, I mean, you said they're also on mobile phones. Yeah. They, I know they apparently living, there's apps and stuff. I know Living Books got revived on mobile phones. Contact us. Freddy. It's Fact and Q with Freddy Fish. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> the 90s were a different time. Yeah. They really were. They were something, you know. We used to be able to just do that. Well, nowadays kids want to only play Grand Theft Auto, so. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, though, like, thinking about this, like, nowadays, like, kids just have immediate access to, like, basically games that are meant for adult or mature Oh, no, the rating system's pointless now because you can just go and buy everything online. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of... They don't, I don't even think they really make children's games anymore. Well, they they really, got rid of early childhood. 
yeah the rating because there was so little games and most of them overlapped with the E anyways yeah yep it really is like it is I don't know it's kind of sad like that kids can't even have like kid focused games anymore like I feel like you're immediately thrown into oh you well no there's still there's still kids focused games there's a Peppa Pig game Alex oh fuck yeah there is let's play Peppa Pig Bill no. Peppa Pig I feel like they're missing out though on all these like fun like PC games. Cause yes, they were edutainment games, but I had a heck of a good well, time. Well, more kids have them. switches these days. PCs are like adult things now. No, true. You yeah. You don't have a lot of kids on PCs anymore. Because now the P the whole concept of a PC is so different now than it was in the nineties. Yeah. Nineties, it was like just this thing. Yep. You played pinball on every now and then. <laughs> this thing you played pinball on. Boop, boop. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, other than that, it's basically it. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed backyard sports lasted as long as it did. Yeah, yeah. I'm amazed, like, most of these went as far as they did, to be honest, because it seemed like such a fad. Yeah. And they're all inherently kind of the same game, just with oh, different yeah. stories. Just with different storylines like fine. It's like fine shit. To find, it, they're basically just fetch quests. The game, yeah, because it's like here's you have your one goal, and then it's like oh you need to do this to get this, and then this to get this, and it just kind of goes on for a while, yeah, before it eventually finishes. Well, one thing I feel like we didn't really, I know we mentioned it, but we didn't really talk about was like the replayability of these games. Oh yeah, as a kid, was actually really awesome because they randomize every time, and it yeah, it was like that Barbie game you had. Yeah. The detective one that always changed every time. Yeah. It was a nice feature to have because then, like, yeah, you played the game, but then you could play it multiple times because there was also, like, sometimes there was different missions in rotation, too. So you could, like, keep playing until you found out, like, all the different, Mm. like, tasks that you could do. So they did, they were good for, you know, being able to replay them multiple times. Oh, yeah. And it's a nice thing to have. Yep. Well, I think we've gone about as far into this as we can. I know what we need. We need Taylor to say hello. Come here, Tilly. Come here. I got her, but can you move the pillow? Awkward way to hold a cat. Yeah, it just kind of happens. Don't don't stick her butt in my face, please. Say hello, Taylor. Say hello. Oh, Oh, God. How many times are we going to do this place? Shove... Okay. She's just not enjoying it. No, she loves me. Okay. Well. Anyways, guys, once again, thank you for joining us on the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. <laughs> the Gaming and Collecting Podcast is made on Anchor Podcasts, and you can find us on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram along with Good Pods, and usually the episodes find, make their way onto YouTube at some point whenever I get around to it. So once again, guys, thanks for joining us, and we will see you all next time. Bye! We'll see you later. And remember, play some putt-putt. <laughs>